Good morning, and welcome back to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey, and today I am joined by Connor. Hey, Joey, you keeping corona-free? I am keeping completely corona-free. All right, good. Uh, and Kyle. <laughs> hey, how's it going? I might have corona, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, so me and Kyle both went to the movies yesterday because, True. you know, we needed to see something for this show. Uh, yes. So... Maybe by the time this airs, people aren't going to be going to the movies anymore because they're afraid that they're going to get corona. People are just going to be well, locked not, up in their houses. How many people went to that movie last night? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a packed theater. But this the movie that we saw is in its I don't know second week or something like that. It's, yeah, something like that. So it's, you know, I'm sure it did fairly well. This you know, we're talking about the Invisible Man. That's that's the movie that we're talking about. Of course we are. Today, so uh, just. For, for some some fun stuff, uh, Kyle, yes. you had an interesting experience getting to the theater yesterday. Uh, yes, so, uh, you know, I'm a working stiff, so I was 30 minutes late for the movie, and oh. I didn't realize this, when you try to buy a ticket to a movie, like, that long after it started, you can't. You can't buy the ticket. It says that there's no room left in the theater, yeah. which was very untrue. Well, the the kiosk maybe like boots you out. I bet if you talk yeah. to a person, they would let you buy the ticket. But you know, there. But that would have hurt my whole scheme, Joey. <laughs> more more importantly, there there were no people. Uh, yeah, there were. There's no one there <laughs> there's to nobody taking buy a tickets. Ticket. Yeah, so I was kind of screwed. But I decided to be an invisible man myself <laughs> and walk right into the theater to watch this movie. And, uh, yeah. But I and spent, like, $15 worth of uh, popcorn and soda, so it kind of made up for it. Yeah, I, I personally, I think that's fine. I think that yeah. you, you're ethically cleared of any wrongdoing. Uh, but we'll see what the courts think. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when they get you for, for this yeah. one. Yeah, I guess at certain times of the day, they just don't care. You know? They really don't. It's, it's I, pretty interesting. I like to see yeah. that security camera footage of Kyle like looking for cameras. Huh? 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 Okay. Then, then like tiptoeing like through. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's more like he went up, bought popcorn, walked into the, he picked the left side of the theater arbitrarily, just thinking, hey, maybe it's here, and then yeah. finding the Invisible Man at seven o'clock and being like, oh, I guess this is the one. Well, that's why they shouldn't have the movie posters outside of the movies. Because all I had to do was look for the Invisible Man. I walked right in. Yeah. Like, they if, they, if they just made it like, oh, Theater 6, then I would never have known. I would have gone to 15 theaters. It would have been all great. Right, just, if, uh, just to be clear, we are not condoning this kind of behavior. No, don't no, do this. Pay for, pay for your, your tickets. Uh, yeah. yeah, just imagine, Kyle, if you would have picked the wrong side. That would have been really funny. Like you, you walked to one side to go well, into the theater, I, then came out with your popcorns, being like, "Oh, as, somehow as I, I told picked you. the wrong one." Okay, <laughs> so I had this whole thing planned because I think on the right side it's theaters nine to whatever. Yeah, I think so. I was gonna be like, "Oh, I thought I read it as a six, so I went to the wrong <laughs> side," and you know, I had this whole thing planned. I knew exactly yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> the upside down six problem. Oh man, <laughs> that that would have been incredible. But, uh, Meanwhile, they just wouldn't care yeah, at all. They, 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 just... they wouldn't care at all. Yeah, you think yeah. that stinking high school kid is going to care at all? <laughs> that he, he, uh, Absolutely He was not. giving me dirty looks. <laughs> all right, hmm. let's get to the movie. Connor, can you give us a synopsis of, uh, of The Invisible Man? Sure, okay. The Invisible Man, here's the... I believe this is off IMDb, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so 
when when Cecilia's abusive ex that's a hard that Cecilia is hard to say. It's like a tongue twister. When Cecilia's when Cecilia's yeah. abuse especially when there's an S when you're saying Cecilia's Cecilia's, you know? When Cecilia's oh, yeah. abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune. She suspects his death death is a hoax. There's a lot of these little tongue twister things in here. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being haunted. Or no. Oh, that's not haunted. It's hunted. Haunted she, still works, though. She, <laughs> haunted works, too. You could have played she's it being, all. Yeah, I could have. Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Woo, spooky. Invisible man. Okay. The movie was written and directed by Lee Wannell, who I don't know if that's how you say his name, but uh, that's my best attempt, who is best well known for writing Saw and the Insidious movies, as well as directing a lovely little movie from 2018 called Upgrade. Yeah, I know that. Which Upgrade we all liked. was a, a very, very solid movie that more yeah, people should that. have seen. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, it start. This Invisible Man stars Elizabeth Moss in the lead role. Joey, what do you want to talk about before we go into the Invisible Man? Well, I want to talk a little bit, like a, a little history lesson here, because the Invisible Man. You may have heard of the Invisible Man because it's it's not a a new character. This is a we character. Probably seen him. Well, <laughs> Jesus, how many Invisible Man <laughs> jokes are there going to be? At least three more. Okay. <laughs> so, The Invisible Man is a well-known character. It's one of the classic universal movie monster characters. And it's been, yes. you know, he's, he's shown up in movies constantly over the years. So this is another take on that character. But you may be wondering, oh, the universal monsters. Wasn't, wasn't there something about the universal monsters that was supposed to happen, like, so, semi-recently or something like that? And that to Tom true. Cruise. Well, well <laughs> there's, there's more to this before even Tom Cruise gets involved. So here's yes, the thing. In the mid-2010s or whatever, you know, Marvel is on top of the world. Age of Ultron just releases to a ridiculous amount of money. Um, you know, The Force Awakens just comes out to reignite Star Wars. And now Disney has these two massive cinematic universe franchises. And all the other studios are panicking. They're like, oh, man. We cannot compete with this. What do we do? How can we get ourselves into this space, right? So Warner Brothers, they tried to create their own cinematic universe with DC Comics. Disastrous results. But they're, they're still going, of course. But I don't think anybody has liked any of the DC movies that have come out since they started their, their thing. Like It started with Man of Steel, and it was all downhill from there. And they're still yeah, Wonder going. Woman. Wonder Woman did okay. Well, Wonder Woman was, was the one exception. Um, yes, but even that wasn't that great. It's financially, I think it did. Good. It, it was yes. it was financially successful, but you know, point being, yes. not not a successful cinematic universe, just one successful film out of it. Um, right. So Fox, they the only thing they really owned that they could do anything with was the X Men movies. So those just they kept churning those out every couple of years to like increasing audience disinterest. Um. And now, well, and think, the and the quality also just got to the point of just unwatchability. Well, naturally, of course, which is <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Um, yes. Sony, um, at some point in the '90s, lucked into a deal to exclusively have the rights to make Spider-Man movies. So they decided, okay, we're going to put all of our eggs into this basket. We're going to create a Spider-Man cinematic universe. Utter failure. 
because the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, the second one, was just a colossal yes. failure in every respect. Just a absolute critical disaster. Um, and I don't think it was that financially successful either. So they give up. They just say, okay, forget it. We're just going to you know, bend the knee to Disney and let them use Spider-Man. We'll make a deal. You know? yep. And then you have Universal. Yeah, Universal was like, what do we got? What do we what got? What do we got? What, what do, do we got? got? That's the question. Like the, the, the big question that I'm sure all of these studios had is every, every single one of them had their individual like conference room, boardroom meeting saying, what do we got? And so some genius at Universal says, well, we have the rights to all the classic movie monsters from the 40s. What can we do with that? And so... The Dark Universe, Cinematic Universe, is born. So the plan was simple. We're going to take these classic movie monsters, bring them to a, like a modern-day context, and make it like a new action-adventure cinematic universe. We're going to have The Mummy. We're going to have Dracula. We're going to have Wolfman, Jekyll and Hyde, Frankenstein, and, of course, The Invisible Man. The yeah. kids are going to love it. The kids are going to absolutely love it. Yep. I mean, I think it goes without saying this was an absolutely terrible idea from the very beginning, and I don't understand how they thought this would work. Um, but well, they got, they, got some big, they got some big names attached to it. Well, yeah, so I'm getting ahead like... of myself. I'm getting ahead. So, <laughs> their first attempt at establishing something was 2014's Dracula Untold. You guys remember this movie, Dracula Untold? Oh yeah, that could. Have... Chris, the loved only that thing movie. I remember about Dracula Untold is that one of our friends, friend of the show, Chris, uh, went to see it. And said it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's about it. It starred Luke Evans, who I think was in the Hobbit movies around that time. Um, spectacular bomb, utter failure. Back to the drawing board. That that clearly. I thought the, I thought uh, the guy from Batman was in that. Was that oh, was no, that a different no, Dracula no, no. thing? You're thinking of I Frankenstein, which oh. is hilarious <laughs> that I know that you're thinking that. <laughs> um, wow. <Whoops>. Okay. <laughs> A very, very, mm. very similar situation. Very, yeah, very, very similar. Oh, Wasn't I Frankenstein at one point part of a cinematic universe? Yeah, I think it was intended to be. I mean, it was yeah. it was adapted from a like a graphic novel, so yeah, I'm sure that was that was the goal. But again, utter failure. But that has nothing to do with this. The point is, after Dracula Untold fails, it's back to the drawing board. What do we do next? Well, I think I got it. The Mummy. It's a match yes. made in heaven. They get Tom Cruise on board to play the lead role. They get Russell Crowe to play Dr. Jekyll in the movie. Sophia Botella as a lady mummy. Directed by Alex Kurtzman, one of the worst writers in Hollywood. <laughs> what could possibly yes. go wrong? Yes. So it's with the release of The Mummy in 2017 that they announced this Dark Universe, Cinematic Universe plan. The official Dark Universe Twitter page currently still up, has exactly two posts. One was a teaser trailer for the cinematic universe, and two is a picture featuring five big actors who are going to be the main stars of the first wave of this project. So you had Tom Cruise, you had Russell Crowe, you had Sofia Botella, you had Javier Bardem, and you had Johnny Depp, who was signed on to play, you guessed it, The Invisible Man. Yeah, How would they make someone so beautiful, so invisible. It's actually a good question. In hindsight, you know, <laughs> if he's invisible, then like you're never going to see him, right? Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, again, what could possibly go wrong? 
Well, the answer was everything. Well, the movie was bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, um, the, the mummy came out. It was <laughs> one of the worst failures ever. Um, the, the best thing to come out of the mummy situation was when they accidentally released a trailer that had like unfinished audio and you just hear like during the, the plane crash scene, no sound effects, but Tom Cruise screaming. That is one yes. of the best videos. Oh God. Out there. It's, it's so good. It's the only good thing to come out of the mummy project. Anyway, <laughs> the mummy utter disaster box office bomb. They give up. They say, forget it. We're not doing the dark universe. Um, and you know, maybe they should have, uh, they should have realized that earlier that this was not something that was going to work. Uh, I don't think that you can take these, these movie monsters and make them into something that's going to support an action adventure cinematic universe for mass audiences. Like it, I don't understand like how they ever thought that that's something that was going to going to fly. Like you're going you're trying to have the Wolfman compete with like Captain America. Yes. It, it, well, but again, it's it's like the the studios were panicking. What do we got? What can we possibly do? We have to do something. So anyway, the dark universe is scrapped and then they decide, well, you know, we're still going to do some things with these characters every now and then, but they're not going to be interconnected stories. We're just going to, you know, standalone movies with, with these characters, whatever. So enter Jason Blum of Blumhouse Productions, our favorite uh, producer. Oh, yeah. Uh, he proposes to Universal, hey, you know, what if we just, like, scale it back extremely far and use our model, which is highly marketed, low-budget films, and we'll make use of these characters in, like, more of a thriller, like kind of horror movie type setting. And they bite. So Blum taps Lee Whannell to write and direct this movie. And as far as I can tell, he was essentially allowed to do whatever he wanted, more or less. Because again, it was like super low budget project. They're just, yeah. it's really just using the character, um, using the name to create like a new version of this character, the Invisible Man. And that, my friends, is where we are today. So hopefully lessons were learned um by you know the uh the, the people that needed to learn the, this lesson but the answer is probably not what's probably no. going to happen is that because i think this movie was relatively successful because you know it was like a you know horror movie like you know, there's been kind of a drought of them so people were going to see it you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they try to capitalize on that and you know history repeats itself and they try to make another dark universe now that they have one hit uh you know you've heard it here first folks We'll we'll see, and sadly, like it kind of ends in a way there where there could be multiple, you know, Invisible Men sequels. No, you never know. You never know. It's you always possible. Know. It's always possible. But anyway, enough of the history lesson. I just think that's interesting because the Dark Universe is one of the most like hilarious, like failed projects of the the last ten years, just because they announced it. They made such a big deal of it, and then instantly with that one movie that fails, they just cancel the entire thing. It's 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 fascinating how uh, how things move in Hollywood these days. Anyway, yeah, The Invisible yep. Man. I want to hear what Connor thought about the movie. What I thought? Well, you, what, what, we don't want Kyle's opinion. Well, no, I mean, don't. I wanted to ask you first. Okay, I really like The Invisible Man. I thought it was very fun. I thought it was a good movie to see with a crowd, also, which is kind of sad right now because of coronavirus. Yeah, that uh, crowds aren't coming out. It yeah. uh, it kind of does feel like it has like a good. Uh, like a horror movie experience, like, 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 like a crowd uh, kind of kind of thing. It's legitimately scary at times. I I found or mm-hmm. like shocking also with, mm-hmm. in a in a fun way. I think Elizabeth Moss is excellent in it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of scenes where she has to do a lot of acting on her own mm-hmm. because she's being like uh, 
you know kind of tracked down by the invisible man Mm -hmm. so it which is which is fun i I really like what they did with this story too like it's kind of funny that this is based on like that invisible man property because it has no like real connection to that whatsoever oh not at all but it's it's a very awesome you like story that's just created from from this Mm -hmm. like it's like just to, to, to build a concept on uh on this and, and get something that you know so so good i, I really like uh this guy I, I again i don't know how to say his name uh, correctly but lee wannell i hope that maybe that's right i really like this guy and i like i think he's got a good like uh like sense of like uh, filmmaking too and, mm-hmm. he, and he's he wrote this too mm-hmm. and i think it was the same with upgrade and i think yeah. there are similarities with upgrade also yeah there's, there's a few there's definitely yeah, a few yeah there's lots of like cool tracking shots that are done that that are fun and i think mm-hmm. it works really well in this one because you're trying to see like the whole scene like the whole area where she you can you, mm-hmm. you almost are in in her her skin at a lot of times where mm-hmm. you kind of like feel like someone is like there watching her and they can yeah. kind of get a sense of why she's so concerned yeah. the whole time no i think it's i think it's just great we'll get more into it kyle what do you think i don't really like it all that much Ooh, it didn't do it for you huh no i mean i i will say the first time I saw the trailer for this, I thought it looked like, you know, just an awful, awful movie. And it was better than I thought it would be. I just, it just didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. I felt, and um, this could be because I missed the first 15 minutes. I don't it's know. true, maybe you did I miss the first 15 minutes. Maybe I, maybe I missed some crucial story elements that really made, you know. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that, that would, uh, would change, would make or break it Probably for not. you. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I agree with most of what you said. Like, you know, I think it's filmed very well. I think there's some great shots. It's just the overall movie itself didn't really do anything for me. And I feel like I was sad that I kind of, everything I thought this movie would be happened. There was really no... Well, there's one kind of twist I like. But overall, like, if you watch the trailer, you kind of know what the movie's all about. And that kind of just disappointed me. The trailer I, is interesting. And I know that there's a lot of being said about the trailer online and in film Twitter circles about mm-hmm. whether or not the trailer is counterproductive because there are these two kind of camps like there's people like me who like it and like it in spite of the trailer and then like what you said kyle there are people like that are more on your side that the trailer like the the main thing is the trailer doesn't make it a secret whether or not the invisible man is actually like like the invisible if he's actually a person or not or if it's just her kind of like a descent into madness kind of thing Mm -hmm. it doesn't like like leave that open in the trailer or anything which is kind of interesting i feel like i would have liked this movie more if it was like a more of a psychological thriller than just kind of like a monster thriller i guess Mm -hmm. like it kind of works that way though for me oh i'm not saying it like doesn't work i just would have preferred it the other way and i know that's not you can't really get mad at a movie for doing something that you know i didn't want personally Mm -hmm. but i just i it just felt too I shouldn't say simple because that's not that's not a good term for it. It just it didn't surprise me at all, which what I, what I was hoping for. Okay, all right. So Joe, we got these two different uh, like like thoughts on the film, and the, mm-hmm. these are two very popular opinions mm-hmm. out there. You know, so why don't you tie it together and, uh, and tell us what you thought? And if you're well, right in the middle, we're ending this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I will not say. Well, I think I, I kind of feel like I'm in the middle of you two guys a little bit. Uh, uh, um, all right, I, I won't say that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid that cliche. Um, but I will say 
that the the one thing that Connor brought up, which is the the question of whether or not you should know if the Invisible Man is real or if the main character is crazy. And I think the trailer kind of like makes you think that this is going to be that kind of movie where you're the point is that you're supposed to wonder if mm-hmm. if it's like you know all in her head if it's just that kind of thing right and i think what the movie could have used was not kind of like riding the line between those two things but instead going full force in one direction because mm-hmm. i think what what kind of happens for a large part of the middle of this movie and kind of kind of like the beginning to the middle is that like it's not a spoiler to say that the invisible man is really there, right? Like I don't think the movie is trying to hide that fact, but the movie does spend a long time on establishing characters, not believing her and the, the invisible man, like her trying to come to the realization that he's actually there and, and her, you know, but I, I would have preferred if it was a little bit more like, all the way down in one direction because one thing that kind of like not not bothered me about this but i wish the movie was more fun than it was because it sort of takes the concept like i'm glad that it takes the concept seriously because it's not like just like a jokey dumb time but at the same time like this is a movie about a guy wearing an invisibility suit you know (laughs) like i i would have preferred if instead of making it so much like the situation just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until she finally is able to do something about it where it was, she was a little bit more active in like fighting the invisible man, if that makes sense. Like, I don't mean in like a dumb way, but you know, uh, have her character be like a little bit more, uh, I don't know if confident is the word, but more on top of the situation because at no point does she think that she's crazy, which I think is good. But I do think that the movie spends a long time, like, of her just being a victim before she finally is able to take matters into her own hands a little bit. And I would have preferred if there was a little bit more, like, like give and take there, if that makes sense. Because that's the kind of thing that always, like, kind of, kind of, like, surprises me in these kinds of thrillers and like, that I usually like. Is like, there was this movie called You're Next, if you remember that. Yes. Um, and right from the beginning, like that was that was a movie that subverted your expectations of it just being a slasher movie by having one of the main characters just be like awesome and be like fighting back against the situation, and that was really neat. And I I was appreciated that because it it doesn't make the movie feel like a foregone conclusion. It makes it feel like something where anything could happen. There's a little bit more like stakes, and you you feel a little bit more invested in the main character because they're doing something. But in this, it felt like. The, the invisible man just keeps making things worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and until finally at the end we get to a point where maybe there's there's something that can be done but it's never something that's like the character using their their wits to get the better of them the, it, it, it's very like like slow burn and then it then it just kind of ends it, you know you know what i mean like i i, I feel like i'm kind of I, I, I think, but no, I, think, no, I, think I, I think i agree with you but i i think it it does still work and i do agree that it it is not as uh it's not as fun as Upgrade, even. Like, no, definitely Upgrade not. did have no, a lot no. of... Uh, there was a lot of camp in that one, too. And I may, I think it was a conscious decision to not have that in this. I think, well, I think it's, it's hard the, because the, the story is, is based on a fairly, like, 
or at least the framework is a very fairly serious idea of like domestic abuse yeah, I mean, the, the, the which idea, is why I think like, they chose yeah. to do it that way. Yeah, and it, it definitely makes you know? sense, and I understand why they would they would want to take that as seriously as possible. Um, in, in case you're not like it, it isn't clear, the Invisible Man in this movie is the husband of this woman Cecilia, who that you know he they claim that he died, like that he's committed suicide, but she believes he's still alive. Find found a way to make himself invisible and is tormenting her. And it's it's not something that is even completely entirely unbelievable because he's he's like an optics person they say yeah. I don't, I don't, like he's like a, I don't know he's like some some tech billionaire optics yeah, I, I, guy I felt I, like I, I missed something when like like ten minutes into like when I got there it's like he's he's the leading head of you know this optics company I was like what yeah yeah actually in the first <laughs> okay. fifteen minutes Kyle they show you his lab. So like, ah. it's 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 not like it's something that's supposed to come out of nowhere. Wait, um, do they actually show you his yeah, lab? Yes, yeah, they, they do. do. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so that is I one thing the that, lab you, scene. that you unfortunately missed. Um, Darn. So like it, it is something that you're supposed to supposed to yeah. understand. It's just yeah. So I understand like and the the update of that story definitely does work and I think that that's like that concept is is kind of fresh and interesting and definitely scary. Um but it isn't until like the end of the movie that it starts getting like kind of fun, and mm. I, I feel and it like really the, is. It, it is fun. Yeah. It is. Really it it fun does get end. fun, and there's a, there's a couple of of scenes in particular that I was I was losing it over. Which which <laughs> you, uh, you mean like the scene with Jerry? With my favorite character is a guy <laughs> named Jerry who, you know, does, just had a very unfortunate day. Um, <laughs> things didn't end too too badly for him. It's just kind of like no, he you know, he just lost his car. He, he like wandered whatever. into a situation that he certainly did not you know have have any uh have any desire yeah. to to end up in. And, as well as a great scene with a waiter who uh, who you know <laughs> despite the circumstances he he takes takes his abuse like a champ. He's he's a he's a great man that waiter. He, he deserves a raise and a good tip. Uh, but he probably oh, yeah. did. He probably didn't get a tip. Always no, tip. No, no, no. Always tip yeah. your waiters. And always waitresses. tip your waiters, everybody. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, right. well, kind of weird to get a tip after that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, yeah, he yeah. wasn't getting one regardless of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. If you see it. Um, uh, let, let's wrap this up, guys. I think we've uh, we pretty much said the, the majority of what we need to say. I like the movie. Yeah. I think it's pretty solid. It's a solid thriller. Um, I think it's something that is is definitely worth going to see unless you're afraid of coronavirus um or <laughs> invisible men or invisible men uh as, as kyle was telling me after he left the theater you know, he was he was terrified that night that there was an invisible man in his room i still haven't slept it's uh, it's it's bad uh, i mean that's what comes with being an invisible man yourself and sneaking into a movie theater you know you attract the the other invisible wait, men to haunt you wait am i an invisible man inside some poor person's house i mean you could be uh, that'd be pretty interesting yeah, makes sense why they keep staring at me. <laughs> well, okay, to end this podcast, I want to ask Kyle one simple question. Okay, let's hear it. If you were an invisible man, yeah, what is the first thing you would do with your invisibility powers? Oof. Oh man, that's a tough one. Probably sneak into a movie. <laughs> Maybe like you know the mummy or something like that. I don't want to spend the money on, but I want to go see. How ambitious! What about you, Connor? What what I just you well, hold on. I, I got something else. Let's hear it. So, 
Lee Wannell is now on, uh, there's a pre-production for his next film that he's going to direct. Have you seen this yet, Joey? I have not, no. What is it? It's a remake of Escape from New York. Oh, boy. Can you, I'm like, I'm so disappointed that this is, like, what's next for him. You know, like a I would, of I would, from New York? I would rather see Upgrade 2, to be honest with you. I, so would I. But I would, here's I would watch thing. an Upgrade sequel. Here's oh, how yeah. you know that this Escape from New York thing is going to be horrible. Writer, Alan Loeb, earlier script, uh, and then they got Neil Cross to do a screenplay also. I don't know. Anything with Alan Loeb attached to it can't be good. Is Alan Loeb the guy that I'm thinking of? Oh, yes. You know what movie Alan Loeb did. His his passion project was Collateral Beauty. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's all coming Real together. Bro. Everything everything ties together. back to Collateral Beauty. <laughs> I think we need to do it. If we ever like need an episode to do, we should just do like a revisiting of Collateral Beauty. I would do that. <laughs> I would do that. Because yeah, I, I really want to see that movie when I'm not dealing with food poisoning. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. 